Drum and Bugle Corps is a world-class professional marching band out of Tempe, Arizona. Today's episode is a group interview with some of these impressive and talented young musicians as they sat out on the field after they finished up a 10-hour practice on a hot July day. Stay tuned for their stories of learning, self-discipline, overcoming, and motivation. I love talking with these kids because these young adults chose to be involved in a tremendously demanding program that requires strict discipline. And they chose this course rather than a summer of video games, strolling the malls, and Snapchatting aimlessly with their friends. It's a choice to create a story of excellence, family-like bonds through the hours of working in synchronicity with one another, and living on the road, sleeping on gym floors, and bringing their all on the competition field. Stay tuned for my interview with this great group of kids. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. In 2001, the Academy Brass and Percussion Ensemble was formed to give some of Arizona's finest young musicians an introduction to the incredibly unique activity of drum and bugle corps. They started out with a membership of 50 to 60 musicians. In 2004, the group added the final element of the color guard, was accepted as a DCI-sanctioned unit, made the name change to the Academy Drum and Bugle Corps, and began competing for the first time. In 2006, the Corps had grown to 135 members and competed for the first time in Drum Corps International World Championships in Madison, Wisconsin, where they earned the title of Division II World Champion. 2007 marked their year competing in Division I, now called World Class, where they continue to compete today. In 2009, the Academy was named the official Drum and Bugle Corps of the city of Tempe. And in 2016, that marked a historic season for the Corps, with the first appearance in World Class Finals competition The Corps is now in the middle of another stellar season in 2018, touring and competing. They're right in the middle of that. Today, I get to interview a group of these musicians as they finished up their final practice for the day. They have some tremendous stories of life on the road. I'm going to turn the time right over to their primary drum major, and we're going to start with who they are and what they do. All right. Uh, hi, my name is Sierra Rogers, and I'm the head drum major for the Academy Drum and Bugle Corps. We're based out of Tempe, Arizona, and we've been operating since about 2001. 2001. I know that. Um, yeah, and so basically what we are is sort of, we call ourselves like a professional marching band. We spend um, around 10 hours a day rehearsing from Memorial Day weekend until August 12th. Um, and we work on a 10-minute field show and sort of learn how to perfect the music, the visuals, everything about that and sort of learn how to be better performers through our entire summer experience. So the reason I've come across these guys is because they're in a practice field that's just below my house. So for the last two days, I've been hearing this great music and I was in the drum corps 
in marching band and competition in high school. <laughs> and so I totally have an appreciation for it. And it was really cool. And I'd hear the drum line and be like, where is that? What's going on? So we're down here and watching them and they have a, a really cool show. And um, so tell me how many competitions do you guys do? Um, during a summer, we go to about 24, 25 competitions. Um, all across the country. We started in Arizona and we went up the Pacific Northwest. We're going um, down to Texas right now and then back up and we end in Indianapolis. So you've been doing this for seven years and this is your second year as the drum major, correct? Yes. Why? Why did I start? Why did yeah, I keep so going? As or? I understand, this is like cost you guys, what, 3500 a summer and it's a full-on band. How many members? Uh, 154. 154 members. These guys are sleeping on school auditorium floors. They are doing this in the hot sun. I mean, these guys are half naked walking around. <laughs> they're, they're in the sun like 10 hours a day. There's no joke. It's 100 degrees today. And they have a cafeteria truck. Somebody said you guys are eating like 6,000 calories a day. Is that real? Probably. And, and still losing like 10 to 15 pounds a summer? At least. Yeah. Right? So you are working hard. Um, I have to guess you just have a love for music, a love for the opportunity. It's gonna, tell me why. Why are you doing it? So I started when I was really young. My first season, I was 14 um, when I marched. Um, and I... I really wanted to do it because I wanted to sort of prove myself. I wanted to prove that I could be strong enough, that I could be uh, a good enough musician, a good enough marcher. Um, I wanted to prove that a girl could be on the contra line and still like, kick ass, honestly. Um, and then I kept going because the people in it are just so amazing. Like, I've made so many friends here. Uh, Claudia has been around since my second year, JM since my third, and it's just... There are so many friends that I wouldn't have made anywhere else that mean so much to me now. So, Claudia, why do you do it? Um, well, I mean, Sierra and I went to high school together, and she kind of did it her first year and was like, this is really fun. You should do it, too. And my mom was also in drum corps when she was um, 16, 17, 18, 19, and never really got the experience of going to finals, going to all of these amazing experiences that I've gotten to go to so far. And she got so excited when she, like, found out that I would maybe get to perform in a drum corps, and so... My first year was really all about like personal growth. Um, I was basically not in two parts of the show for a while, and then all of a sudden, one of the girls that had been here for three years decided nine days before finals to go home. And so I was put into the entire show in four days, had to perform at prelims and semis. And then my season was over. How did that feel to get in the last it minute? Felt, like, it felt good. We were trying to get me in anyway, but after she left, it was just kind of, it was really, really rushed. It was really um, kind of invigorating, actually, learning entire parts of a show in, like, one day and having to perform it that night at Ensemble. It was really cool. So you've been here for five years this with this same sixth band. Year, yeah. Sixth year, And what about you? This is my fifth year. Why do you do it? Um, and what's your name? Uh, <laughs> my name is Jose Martin Jimenez. Um... I'm 21 and what do you years, play? I play trumpet. I'm in the horn line. And um, I'm the horn sergeant this year and also the one of the trumpet section leaders. And um, the reason why I really started to do it is, well, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was in, um, I was in high school marching band for all four years. And um, I wanted an opportunity. My junior year, I wanted an opportunity outside of high school marching band. And... Um, I watched a drum corps show um, on YouTube because my band director was showing it in in our class, 
And that's what really got me into it. And I said, you know what? I'm really going to do that when I go to college because I thought it was a college thing. And my band director told me, yeah, you can do it right now. And I said, okay. So um, I went to my first audition camp when I was 16 in 2014. How scary was that? It was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> was the competition yeah. intense? Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was uh, all these people around me were were just I felt were so much better than me. And um, I was uh, I was terrified my first audition camp. I'm so sorry, but he had this. Okay. No. Okay. You would. You would. Okay. So the the Jose Martin that you know now is not the Jose Martin that showed up to auditions his first year. Um, because the one that you see now is a very put together person who is a soloist and is very very much a great member of a drum corps and when he showed up to his auditions he showed up in his converse his jeans and his hair past his eyes i still i remember this distinctly i'm so sorry to interrupt but oh my goodness (laughs) yeah um okay so i one of the one of the main things that we all often face is the fear of failure or the fear of rejection or overcoming self-doubt, right? I mean, that's just something that everybody has to figure out how to do. So how did you get to that place where you were like, I'm just going to do it anyway, even though I'm scared, I'm going to get over that fear of, of not matching up. Yeah, it was, it was actually very difficult to get to that point. Um, my first year I was just, I was very excited and I said, yeah, I'm just doing band, you know? And, um, my first year was just all about integrating myself within the within the organization and within the activity and then years past that it just took a very personal turn and every single year I just really had the goal to to better myself as a person not just as a musician and um, I didn't realize how important um, I, I knew how important this organization was to me and how important this activity was to me but it wasn't until last year where um, I had to leave early in the season because I broke my ankle and um, I, I didn't realize how important this organization was to me and how much this organization meant to me until I was out and just watching from a phone screen. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. And um, I'm back this year. Awesome. So that means you're almost 21. You guys I'm, age I, out I at 21, 21, right? I, I am 20. I am 21. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about who are you and what do you play and what's your scariest, most interesting story in regard to your time with the band? Oh, okay. Um, I am Sarah Williams. I'm in the color guard here. This is my fourth year. Um, my scariest story. Um, so <laughs> in, in 2016, right before the season, um, I fell and broke bones in my face. So I came in um, to the season here? You did that here? Well, no, I didn't do that here. I It was an accident um, where I was living at the time. I just, I was skateboarding and I fell and it was stupid. But um, a skateboarder a color guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, so I had to have surgery to reconstruct the bones that I had broken because oh. it was so bad um, a month before I came on tour. And then I wasn't supposed to be spinning. But I was spinning on the sideline because here, like, a day in drum corps is, like, three days in normal time because so much happens in a day. And I was supposed to be sitting out for two weeks, another two weeks after my surgery, but I just couldn't. I was too eager to get in and be good. Um, So I was spinning on the sideline instead of doing drill, and I hit myself in the nose and broke my nose. Wow! (laughs) With my rifle. So that was probably the scariest, like, moment because I... 
I remember walking up to Sierra and being like, is my nose bleeding? And then she said no. And then I did another rep and then I touched my nose and it was bleeding. So I was like, I should probably go now. <laughs> how, how, how did the face surgery thing go? Like, was that so, traumatic? Yeah, it was. Um, You're all bandaged? Was, yeah. Well, no, I was, um, it was really swollen and I still have some nerve damage going on there, but... It's it is what it is. You now. look great. I Thanks. don't see any scars or anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably my scariest like story thing that's ever happened to me. Just because getting hit in the face now is traumatic, which happens often. J- with Being the rifle, or with just spinning in spinning general, especially in the wind outside. So why do you do it? I do it because I I have fun. It, it helps me. Um, like I have gained a lot of self-confidence from color guard um being in front of people is hard for me and so doing this is a challenge and getting through the summer is a challenge so getting through the summer is also an accomplishment absolutely anytime you're getting out of your comfort zone um you're creating new possibilities right and that's what you're doing you're pushing yourself to do that yeah nice so what about you oh Name, what you play. Uh, I'm Natalie. I play Mellophone. It's my second year. I took a year off, so. Cool. Yeah. And what's, why do you do it? Um, so, like, I guess, well, Jam, I, I was friends with a kid who auditioned the same year Jam did. Um, and I was playing clarinet at the time, and I was like, wow, drum corps is, like, super cool. Like, my high school marching band literally sucked. So, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I could never be in a drum corps. And then I saw like the Denver show in 15 and I was like, screw it. And so my mom, like I begged my mom, I was like, can we buy a mellophone? Cause my school didn't have one. And so I was like, that So why August, did you want a mellophone? So I was like, I'm gonna be in a drum corps. I was like, I'm gonna audition. I'm gonna learn how to play horn. And so I bought a mellophone. I learned how to play in August. And then in December <laughs> I auditioned at Pacific Crest actually. Shh. <laughs> um, and I got cut from Pacific Crest. And then I auditioned at the Academy. And then I don't know what happened. Like, they gave me a spot. And then I was like, I guess I'm going on tour. Like, I hadn't even thought that far. And I was like, the first show that we did was the first show I ever performed, like, on a telephone. And I was so scared. <laughs> and it was crazy. And then, like, I, I was, like, getting up to the, like, we were at the at the stadium on the, on the field. And I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I play clarinet. And so, like, we finished the show, and I, I didn't, like, make any huge mistakes or anything. It was okay. And I was like, wow. Well, don't you have to be pretty good? I mean, I imagine that the the caliber of people who try out for this are really good. I mean, you guys have great sound. Your drum core is really tight. So you must have been okay on the mellophone if you made it. <laughs> <laughs> I can march pretty okay. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I do it. I I took a year off because I thought I didn't really like it because, like, I wasn't good enough at playing or, like, musically I wasn't a good enough performer. And then I watched the uh, 2017 finals, like, from the movie theaters because they play them. And I was, like, so sad to be on the wrong side of the, like, screen. And so I was like, okay, I got to come back because, like, all my friends are here and like how detailed everything is. I love being like focused on the show and getting everything perfect. You know, there's so much self-discipline in this. That's one of the things that I remember we competed and we ended up going to nationals one of the years that I was there, but there was so much self-discipline, which I, 
I really liked, but it was hard, you know, but it was every morning and it was every night and it was really, really strict, but there's something about it and the camaraderie and the team um, aspect and the competition, right? I mean, it just, it creates something that you can't reproduce anywhere else, I think. And it's, it's really powerful. So tell me your name and why you do this and what you play. Uh, my name is Jesse. Uh, this is my fourth year and I play mellophone. Um, and I guess I do this because I just, I really enjoy doing music and I really enjoy doing it with these, like these people. Um, I'm not a music major or anything. I'm actually an environmental science major and I really like spending time in the outdoors. And so doing drum corps is a really good opportunity for me to just get out. Um, and it's also a good way to like distract myself and to put in work to something that like I know that I can make perfect, uh, that I can like try for this perfection to be the best that I can be and to put on the best show that I can. Well, you know what I love is that you guys aren't sitting around playing video games or wasting your summer on, you know, social media. I mean, think of what you're doing with your time because you have chosen to create this life for yourself or create this opportunity for yourselves. That's tremendous. Yay, leaders, upcoming leaders, right? Yeah. So what's one of your craziest stories or things you've experienced? Okay, so I have a very similar uh, story to Sarah's. Um, in <laughs> We're just breaking bones yeah. all over yeah. the place. Uh, in um, 2016, I got my contract. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I prepared. And that's probably one of the hardest Like I worked all, all for the before season, the preseason. So I was like really on top of my game. And then in towards the end of April, so about three weeks before we were supposed to start our all-day rehearsals, um, me and my friends were like, hey, let's ditch school. So we ditched school um, and went mountain biking. And I took a nasty spill off. I went off the track, uh, took a nasty spill, and landed and broke my jaw in four places. And Oh, the now first thing that's I did, bad when you're playing a horn. That's very oh. bad when you're playing a horn. Um, <laughs> the first thing I did was I got up... Uh, biked the rest of the way down of the mountain, got in my car, drove to my, uh, my mom works at a dentist office, drove to the dentist office, and was like, okay, I think I broke my jaw. I'm like, no, you're fine. You're probably good. It took an x-ray. Jesse, stop talking. You broke your jaw. You can see it in four places. So I didn't even tell Mark Richardson, the core director, I didn't even tell him until like a week before we were supposed to start all days because I knew that if I told him, they might cut me. And I did, I was so terrified of being cut because I messed up and I broke my jaw. And so, but how are you gonna play surgery. with a broken jaw? I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> so I had surgery. Um, I had a bar put in place on my lower jaw uh, with four screws, and I was my jaw was wired shut for three weeks. Um, so um, for that entirety of the time, I didn't practice. Um, the only thing I did was I did a little bit of visual practice, and um, I like uh, I couldn't even do air through the horn um, because I couldn't move my mouth at all. Um, and so going into that season was just a big like mystery. I didn't I had no idea what I was gonna do. Um, so the entirety of all days, uh, I got my jaw unwired, but I saw these like br brackets almost they were like braces, but they instead of being on your teeth, they were in like my gums, like wired into my jaw. And so um, I would go and I couldn't play yet because every time I would try to play, it would cut the inside of my lip and I would end up just bleeding all over the place. So what I would do for the first probably two and a half weeks was just blow air through the horn. And so I learned all the drill um, just on air. Uh, and one of the techs, Austin, bless his heart, like was kind enough to like help me out and like, and I had to relearn how to play completely from scratch. And honestly, it made me a better player. So I'm kind of glad that happened because I'm way better than I was before I broke my jaw. But at the same time, it was just, it was insane. And 
like Sarah said, anytime I get hit anywhere near the face, it I, I get super scared. Um, you know, I, I love what you automatically did there where you took something that was really disappointing and potentially tragic, right? And instead of sticking with that disappointment and tragic and, you know, that really sucked, you found the silver lining and decide to focus on the meaning or yeah. the purpose that you get out of it, which was, hey, I am a better player yeah, because I'm I went through that. I'm a better player and I can get through any, like, anytime a tour gets hard, I'm like, man, this sucks, but wait. I did this with a broken jaw. I can do this now. It's easy now. But wait, it's not as bad as if my jaw was broken. It could be worse. It always could be worse. I interviewed a gal named Tabitha um, not too long ago, and she had, she's a 21-year-old. Anyway, she's young, right? (laughs) And she has cancer, and she, she beat it and you know we were talking about her whole trip through that but on the other side of it she said one of the greatest things I've learned is I've learned what hard is right getting out of bed early isn't hard you know having to do homework isn't hard you know there's way harder things and when you go through something that's hard it gives you great perspective right and you guys you guys are doing something that um is hard it takes discipline but it's building character in you guys that is tremendous Anybody else have a story they want to share of their time here? This is another this this is another injury story. Um, sorry, it sounds a like lot a dangerous those. sport. Um, yeah. So uh, for the first five years that I marched, I marched on contra. Um, which what is for that? The, for those of you who don't know, it's like a marching tuba. It weighs about forty pounds. Um, and I've never weighed more than like 130 pounds in my life. So it, it like was really a struggle a lot of the times and I had to get really, really strong to do it. But I found out, um, in 2016, my fifth summer that I had shattered one of the growth plates in my leg and that I essentially didn't have any tissue or, um, fluid left in my knee. And I found that out by like not being like completely falling out of a rehearsal having to be dragged off the field and just like sitting there not knowing what to do for like a good two and a half hours um and that was in the first week of the season there's about 10 weeks in a season um and so my summer was completely defined by that injury um and like I spent every day sort of like wondering if I was going to be able to walk at the end of that day sort of thing and if I would be able to take care of it the right way when I got home. And it really, it really scared me. Um, and it was especially scary for me because I was already in a leadership position. And so I was expected to still lead a horn line and lead a section and, and be okay and be good at what I was doing. But I couldn't even get out of bed some days. And... They, I, I went up to the core director like right after it happened in the beginning of the season. I was like, if you want to send me home, I understand, but I really want to be here, even if I, even if I can't really do much. And he was like, you're gonna be here even if you only march the last show of the season, and that that support meant so much to me. And being able to to have the the love and the support of the people around me during such a hard time. Um, was so amazing and I ended up marching every single show except for one that summer Um, you know that sounds like family that sounds you guys feel a real sense of family here absolutely
I don't know where else I could have been to experience that. And even though it was kind of terrible and like most of my memories from that summer are not great, um, there are still a lot of people that I really love that really made that summer okay for me and made the next summer worth it to come back. So tell me, in just in finishing up here, what do you guys have left? How many competitions and what does it look like? And the name of your band is The Academy? Yes. The Academy Drum and Bugle Corps. And do you have social media, hashtags, stuff like that where people can follow you? Yeah. yeah. What are they? <laughs> um... Okay, so we, we actually have a lot. We have um we have a Facebook page, uh, we have a website, and uh, we have an uh, the website is um yeah www.arizonaacademy.org, and we also have an Instagram page. Uh, wait, no, we don't. Never mind. Okay. Okay, we have section pages though. <laughs> we have. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have section pages though. So we have a trumpet a trumpet page, a, a euphonium page, a tuba page, an academy mellophone page. So um, you can follow, follow either of those. How do they find them? Is it on Facebook? It's on Instagram. Okay, Instagram. But, um, Instagram, Facebook. So if yeah. they just search those terms, they're going to yes. find you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's the rest of your season look like? You guys are in the middle of it right now, right? Yeah. So where? Yeah, what cities do you compete in? Um, well, on Saturday, we're actually going to be in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we're going to be performing at Mile High Stadium, uh, the Denver Broncos Stadium. And um, the Saturday after that, we're going to be in San Antonio. And then after that, we're going to be in Atlanta and then Allentown, Pennsylvania. And then after that, um, we have finals week where we perform in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, Indianapolis Colts Stadium, uh, where we have our uh, prelims, our semifinals, and then our finals. So when does the when does the end of the season hit? The uh, finals day is August 11th. Yeah. Okay. That's like a month from now. Yeah. yeah it's Less yeah, it's than kinda, a month. You yeah, guys have a lot that. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been we've been doing yeah we've been doing this since uh, Memorial Day. Awesome. Yeah. Parting words of advice or thoughts about this grand adventure you're on. Um, for for anybody for anybody that's um looking to be a part of the drum corps activity, I definitely just say go for it. Don't be scared. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't tell yourself, yeah, I'm not good enough. I can't go out there and do it. Just go out there. Just go out there and put yourself out there. Put your name out there. Um. Because more than likely you may you may get a spot. Well, somewhere. and you never make it at all if you don't try, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, honestly, just just take it. And once you get on tour, the most important thing is to just take it a day at a time. Don't think too far ahead, and uh, don't think about the past too much either. Um, basically, a lot of what we do in rehearsal is, um, yeah, mistakes happen, but the the most mature drum corps and i believe that we are one of those mature drum corps we put those mistakes aside and we don't let them define what our group is so we continue to pursue we continue to pursue that common goal of being the best organization that we've ever um, seen before which i'm sure all of that that you're learning on an organizational level is something you're also learning how to take into your own personal lives yes right? more yes absolutely um when i was uh when uh, personally, when I came into this uh, activity, I was kind of a mess. Uh, <laughs> I was, With uh, that long hair yeah, over your I was, eyes. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, and um, I've um, throughout uh, throughout uh, throughout my personal life, I've I've had a lot of struggles. I've had a lot of uh, just mental and emotional struggles. But um, throughout throughout these uh, these years going through drum corps, I've really learned how to hone in. Uh, hone in and cope with those things 
And in turn, it's helped me become more productive in my personal life and in drum corps. So, um, I have a lot, I have a lot to thank. Uh, I have a lot, um, of people to thank for that. And I have a lot of, um, um, I have a lot of gratitude towards this organization and, and the people that are involved in it. Well, and good for you for seeking it out, right? Seeking yeah. out ways of healing and achieving and yeah, absolutely. Thank I you so find. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Who else has parting words of wisdom um, for the we're listeners? We're back to Claudia. <laughs> I would just have to say, um, you never know what other people are going to see in you. Like my first year I was, again, a mess. <laughs> it seems to be a common thing that everyone was kind of a mess their first year, but uh, staff saw something in me that made them want to give me a spot and they thought that I would be a good member and I had no idea what that was but at the end of the season was I better yeah did I feel like I fit into the team absolutely um it, did I find my home yeah of course I did like I wouldn't be here if I didn't so what do you do because you've been given that kind of support to support the people around you I've been here a long time and I'm very glad that I was here I auditioned other places and I really just didn't find any of the connection anywhere else that I found here. I'm here to basically make this core, make this color guard a place that other people would want to be. Like, if I didn't leave it better than I found it, then why am I here at all? So how do you do that? Um, you just have to keep coming back. Like, the only reason that this core is where it is today is because I, people like me kept coming back. Sarah came back. Sierra Rogers came back. Um, Jose Martin came back. And the only reason that people respect us now is because of all the effort that we put in the past. Well, good luck to all of you. Um, thank you for taking the time to share your stories. Thank you. So that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. For more information on the Academy Drum and Bugle Corps, go to ArizonaAcademy.org. You can see their schedule, you can get um, applications, you can see tryouts, there's all kinds of information there about this group. And in closing, I just kind of want to point out the, the last few things, that the pieces of advice they gave us toward the end. First of all, try out, get in the game. Second, stay in the present. Don't focus too much on the future or on the past, stay right where you are. And third, be focused on that goal of excellence staying in the present, focusing on the goal of excellence, and then keep coming back. I thought that was great because those four keys um, apply to life in general, to anything that we're involved in. Get in the game, stay in the present, focus on the goal of excellence, and then keep coming back. Persistence. Words to live by. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you found at least one takeaway that inspires you. Keep creating your best life story. And if there is some place that you've been holding back, maybe you've been afraid to try for something or join some group. Well, get in the game. Remember, you don't make 100% of the things you don't try for. We have our website, loveyourstorypodcast.com for access to all 100 plus episodes. They're all there on the site. You can scroll through them, choose the ones that, or the one for the day that you feel like you need a little support or inspiration on. We've got all the cover photos, the titles, a little blurb so you know what it's about. Go back and access all of those. Get a little inspiration and empowerment for living your best life story. You can also sign up for the 21-Day Life Connection Challenge on the website, 
Life stands for living intentionally and fearless every day. Join us for the next group challenge. All you have to do is sign up and our group leader will get in touch with you and start creating new results in your life. We will see you next week on the Love Your Story podcast. Mm -hmm.